0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the podcast under the stairs. This is your Sunday Arrow Video assortment collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode, we are looking at maybe the oldest title potentially ever reviewed on podcasts under the stairs. As much as that completely blows my mind to say it, this one is from 1957, and it is the incredible Shrinking Man. That review will be coming up. ...after the first break. Before we get to that, let's catch up, ladies and gents. This is post fright fest for me, so that was essentially finished yesterday. Well, technically finished today, the wee hours of today. And I am home, rested, and ready to record a massive episode tonight, which will drop tomorrow... ...and kick off a brand new week of podcasting. But it's been a great week thus far, just overall... Um, right back at the start of the week we did something fun we did something quirky you guys kind of dug it i dug it as well it was good fun to get an episode out and then swing into what was a fairly stellar collection of reviews kicking off on thursday with movie club for march announcing the title and then into saturday the color out of space bonus review for you guys out there as well so yeah it's been it's been an interesting little week hasn't it and then, on the flip side of that, on Friday we launched to the Teapots Collective Feed the very first introductory episode to a brand new show on the network, which is called Where to Begin With. Uh, a series that will take a subgenre or a topic and run a series of different episodes. Basically kinda of giving you starting markers of where to get into that. The first season is looking at Jallo, and yeah, I will be running a laundry list of movies to get you into that subgenre. So hopefully you will join along. Um, the first episode proper debuts this coming Friday and it will feature the entry point that should be on every list ever when dealing with JAL, which is Dario Argento's Bird with the Crystal plumage from 1970. It's an interactive show, so it relies on you guys writing in reviews and commenting on what we do. That's going to be the fun part of the Teapots Collective side of things, is that's going to be an interactive show and a fun one to boost. So, anyway, right, let's get into this. We've got stuff to do. Next week... You're going to have fun. Monday kicks off our Fright Fest recap and then a plethora of other reviews coming your way. A ton, a ton of cinematic horror making its way to the UK over the next couple of weeks. So you're going to be getting a little bonus episode. And uh, yeah, in this month, we'll be doing a Russian Roulette franchise retrospective. We will be concluding our look at the Vengeance trilogy by Parchan Wook and God knows what else. It's an exciting time to be a horror podcaster, to say the least. Right, you're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for this review we're going to be covering on Arrow Video Assortment Episode 11. It's the Incredible Shrinking Man. I'm going to be back to discuss that movie right after this.
1: Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on LegionPodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at HelloDoomShow.Podomatic.com or at DoomMovieThon.com check for our amazon exclusive hello this is the doom show cookbook do you like hot dogs (laughs) we got them do you like mac and cheese we got it do you like cheddar we have it actually we don't no no cheddar just colby colby jack hello this is the doom show we never gave up on you because you never gave up on us wow Shrinking. Man. You are getting smaller. There's no medical precedent for what's happening to you. I I simply know that you're getting smaller. I want you to stop thinking about us. Our marriage. Some awful things might happen. As long as you've got this wedding ring on, you've got me.
0: This is Orson Welles speaking. I have 45 seconds to tell you about something
1: I think you'll remember the longest day you live. It's about a man named Scott Carey. A few months ago, he was six feet two inches tall and weighed 190 pounds. Today,
0: he's two inches tall and you can hold him in the palm of your hand now he lives in a world where he must fight for his life a world where a friendly house cat is a predatory monster
1: incredible because it's almost beyond imagining incredible because every hour he gets smaller and smaller incredible because every moment the terror mounts
0: you've just heard the trailer for The Incredible Shrinking Man from 1957. This one was our 11th pick, randomised for the Arrow Video Assortment. The blurb on the Arrow Video website says, A fascinating adventure into the unknown. He baffles science, he confounds medicine. Submitted for your approval, the strange story of Scott Caria, an ordinary man who through an extraordinary set of circumstances, becomes the Incredible Shrinking Man. Whilst on a holiday cruise with his wife, young Scott finds himself enveloped in a luminous mist which covers him in a strange, glittery dust. Several months later, he is accidentally sprayed with an insecticide. Soon, Scott starts shrinking at an alarming rate, and before long he is thrust into a terrifying world of gigantic cats, spiders, and other Oversized Pitfalls. Adapted for the screen by celebrated fantasy scribe Richard Matheson, the mind behind I Am Legend, from his own novel, The Incredible Shrinking Man, directed by sci-fi pioneer Jack Arnold, who directed It Came From Outer Space and Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's rightly regarded as one of the finest science fiction films of all time. The tail of the tape for the disc is the production year, 1957. Region is locked to region B. It is a PG uh, in the UK, and runtime is about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, Language is English, and subtitles are English, S-D-H. The aspect ratio is 185.1, and it's in uh, black and white, this movie, because it's it's an oldie, um, which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, The cast and crew, director Jack Arnold, cast Grant Williams... Randy Stewart and April Kent and the extras on the disc for this one is a high definition blu-ray 1080p presentation, an original uncompressed PCM mono audio, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, a brand new audio commentary by Tim Lucas, *Autour on the campus Jack Arnold at Universal, an extended documentary about the early career of Jack Arnold at Universal International Studios. There Is No Zero, writing The Incredible Shrinking Man, an in-depth conversation with author Richard Christian Matheson about his father and the creation of the original Shrinking Man novel, the original Super 8 home cinema version, original theatrical trailer, a teaser and reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Sarah Deck. Now, I'd never seen this movie before. I was aware of it, but I'd never seen it. The reason I'm aware of it is not because of, like, it popping up necessarily in any conversations with any any cinephile friends that I have, but more in that I have heard directors on other commentaries mention this movie, specifically. um, One of these ones that is well regarded as, like, a kind of tome, not only of the genre, but specifically as one of these ones that Jack Jack Arnold kind of set out his wares with, um, a, a, a kind of earlier foray for him, but certainly one that would, well, an earlier foray for him in this sort of realm of doing these sort of movies. But certainly one that would solidify his enduring legacy. Um, on top of all that, as well, I am acutely aware of its impact on other movies, just in general. Being the age I am and growing up with movies like *Honey, I Shrunk the Kids*, it's difficult not to know of the influences against a movie like that but like I say I had never seen it before and I was slightly concerned in that at times when a movie from quite some time ago is heralded in such a way that sometimes you can go in with unrealistic expectations about what a movie can actually deliver you know what will the effects be like in The Incredible Shrinking Man and will they work in prolonged periods because a lot of movies at this time frame It was all about spectacle. It was using um, cinematography and tricks of the camera as a way to really wow audiences at the time with images they'd never seen before. So it would would be interesting to see if if it was actually going to hold up. The first thing i will say about The Incredible Shrinking Man is it's actually a great movie. Just from from its opening scenes right through at the very end, has a really interesting way of delivering things. The kind of inner monologue of our character, I think, works really, really, really well. And he's a character who, in a lot of respects, goes through so many seismic changes. And I'm not just saying that pun intended, but, I mean, just in general about his concept, his view upon the world, mutates and shifts as his size shrinks. And there's also like this weird kind of kind of reverse relationship to that as well his mind becomes more expanded the smaller he gets which I think is a really interesting concept uh, towards the end of the movie he's he is starting to believe that he's actually worked out his place in the order and the creation of the universe which is like such lofty ideas to be putting into a kind of B-movie 57 sci-fi concept. I think that's kind of awesome. The acting here is very much of the era and it needs to be viewed as such. Some of the lines are very clunky and very wooden sounding but to be honest that's just how movies are in that time period. But for me what really held up well is the, a- the actual use of the visual effects. The kind of I will act against an image which will later be played over there Um, you know early green screen so to speak it's done really 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 well and in a way where I was actually surprised at how well it held up in the remaster I was expecting to see a lot of things that would make my eyes kind of roll and they're not here it's, it's it's well constructed, it's well crafted. This movie is short as well, it's an hour and 20 minutes, it does not feel an hour and 20 minutes at all. I I was actually surprised when it finished, because I felt like I'd been watching it maybe 50-55 minutes tops, but that all really works together as well. I mean, it delivers exactly what you want, and surprisingly doesn't have the happy ending you would expect. This is a movie which, and I do throw a spoiler tag out at the beginning of these things for obvious reasons, but... Uh, Just a reminder, we're about to spoil a movie that's, like, almost 70 years old. That, in the case of this movie in particular, what I really liked about it is how weirdly optimistic, but how hopelessly bleak the ending actually is. Like, no one really is any better at the end of this movie, except for potentially our protagonist's mind, um, which is engulfed his concept of of, of the, the the universal whole, but the the idea of his partner being left without anyone, him being trapped to shrink away till to, to non existence, I think was really well. The gags he uses well in the movie, I think, are really cool. Like just the idea of oversized clothing to begin with and perceptions of people standing slightly closer to the camera and slightly further away to give depth perception as well to the height is is kind of masterful and it's an exercise in simplicity because sometimes doing the simpler thing is easier than trying to do the arty creative effects laden way if you can do enough to trick the eye and be honest human eyes are easily trickable then that's enough you should really try no more than that the score for this movie is beautiful and it works really really well in the background. It has that kind of classic 50s feel so as as big orchestral sections belie quieter more playful moments where a character is shrinking down um, the, the actual, the, the, the use of instrumentation kind of works really well with that so all that works. Together really well. Um, I checked out the author on campus, the the extended documentary about Jack Arnold. Cannot recommend that highly enough. And it's the first time I've actually heard a member of the the Madison family talk about Richard Madison's work. So hearing his son go into detail on that was like hugely enlightening as well. Um, Considering Richard uh, Madison is like he is the man when we think about like. Specifically, genre stuff, and I don't think we would have a genre that looks as developed as it is without the, the inspiration of his writings and works to begin with. I flipped on and off on my second watch with the uh, Tim Lucas commentary. Tim Lucas is a fascinating mind on all things, like, really within the genre, and I could happily listen to him read out the telephone book. He, you know, he's, he's got a very engaging approach to doing commentaries, so that works really well with it. And I also checked the first half an hour of the original Super Eight home cinema version as well, which is one of these things I've shoved in there as a bit of a niche. The fact that it exists on a disc at all is mind blowing, but it's not something I would sit and watch. I'm going to watch this remaster um, every single time. That's that's the way a movie like this deserves to be watched. Um, the color palette as well, the kind of monochromes. Like I like a good black and white movie, so you know it was doing a lot of good for me. Um, when it finished, I, like, I was genuinely surprised at how much I liked this. I expected this one to be one of those, it's a solid three and that's all you're getting because it did what you need to do and no more than that. But what I found myself is, like specifically on the second watch as well, just really digging everything that was going on in this movie and then just, you know, kind of... If I had infinite time, i tell you right now, I would happily... and start checking out more movies from this era, I just don't have the time at all. Um, Overall I think this is a great disc. It's now apparently no longer available from the Arrow Films website so that might be an indication that it might be going out of print and you, you should maybe check other suppliers as well. If it's one that you are interested in checking out, I would certainly do that. I don't know if this one is actually streaming on the Arrow Films like streaming site. If it is, once again, you get a look. I think it's a free week, so it might be worthwhile chipping in that free week to check that one out while you're at it. But I come in with the four out of five for The Incredible Shrinking Man. It's a great slice of kind of... 50s sci-fi B-movie horror to be fair and because we've been doing the, the Hammer stuff recently and going back and checking out the Quatermass experiment and then you know watching this in close proximity to that there is a nostalgic pang that makes me want to watch some of the movies that I grew up watching some of those old Hammer movies some of those old sci-fi movies as well that my, my, my granddad was particularly fond of and that I used to watch when I would be babysat at his house. It it did make me really want to go down that realm. It's a great package. It's definitely one that you should be looking to pick up if you are an avid collector of things released from Arrow Video. A four out of five for that movie. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I will be revealing what we'll be looking at in three weeks' time and closing out the show right after this. You're listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. And you've been listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. This has been our Arrow Video Assortment episode number 11. We were looking at The Incredible Shrinking Man. In three weeks time we have for our uh, kind consideration and um, this is one that I I have no no feelings of this is going to be fun <laughs> i think this is going to be tawdry as fuck but the next movie for episode 12 will be doom asylum that is right doom asylum finally making its way to our, our video assortment it says if you thought sex in the city was a stomach churner you ain't seen nothing yet long before playing one of carrie bradshaw's best gal pals actress Kristen Davis found herself up against an altogether different kind of horror in 1987's Doom Asylum, a righteous mix of gore, gags and goth girl groups galore. When a group of horny teens wind up in the grounds of a creepy abandoned asylum, they think they've found the perfect place to party. Little do they know that inside the building's crumbling walls looks a freakishly deformed maniac driven to madness by the tragic loss of his fiancée in a car accident. With an array of grisly surgical tools at his disposal, it's only a matter of time before the youngsters begin meeting various splattery ends at the hands of the ghoulish coroner. Helmed by the director Richard Friedman of Scared Stiff and Phantom of the Mall Eric's Revenge, and also starring Penthouse House Pet of the Year, 1988's Patty Mullen from Frank and Hooker, Doom Asylum combines outlandish gore and a wisecracking villain to create one of the most wildly entertaining blood-splattered slashers of the late 80s. The details on the disc are that its production year was 1987, its region locked to region B, the runtime is a... Thankfully, and by God, I want to buy the filmmaker a pint for this. Hour and 19 minutes long. Um, the language is English. Subtitles English, SDH. Mono audio. Aspect ratio is 135.1 or 185.1. And the cast and crew for the movie, well, the director is Richard Friedman. Uh, Friedman cast as patty millen ruth collins kristen davis and william Hay. the extras oh let's do some extras we have a brand new 2k restoration from the original camera negative high definition blu-ray 1080p presentation a 185.1 and 135.1 version of the movie an original uncompressed pcm mono audio optional english subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. A brand new audio commentary with the screenwriter, Richard Marks. A brand new audio commentary with The Hysteria Continues. Tina's Terra, a brand new interview with actress, Ruth Collins. Movie Madhouse, a brand new interview with the director, Larry's Revin. Reven... <laughs> Reven- Uh, Larry Ravine Morgs and Mayhem Cannot Speak Today a brand new interview with the special makeups effects creator Vincent J. Gustini a archival interviews with producer Alexander W. Krogan um, director Richard Fryman and producer manager Bill Taskell you got a stills gallery as well and a reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Justin Osborne this disc is fucking packed packed for a movie that I'm going to be honest with you looks gash so I'm kind of like morbid curiosity is taking me over I can't wait to see where this one lands but let's be honest this one has potential shit written all over it and if it does you'll hear about it in three weeks time there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, nice to come across and check us out in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the feed, leave us a rating and a review. But you can check us out in any podcasters out there: Spotify, Anchor, you know, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, like all these places. As long as you type in "podcasts" under the stairs, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You will never miss any episodes that we put out. Do the same for the Teapots Collective. Shows drop every Friday. This coming Friday, you're gonna get a brand new episode of Where To Begin With, the first proper episode of this brand new show, looking at Bird for the Crystal Plumage. So yeah, 1970, Dario Argento. What is possibly not fucking awesome about that? Nothing is the answer. Nothing is not awesome about that. And if you were even thinking about it, for shame. Shame, let me get my shame bell. Yeah, so make sure you're subscribed to both those feeds on any podcasting devices. You can visit the websites teapotscast.com and buy merch from the limited posters and pins we have left to support this show from tputtscast.bigcartel.com. You can visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast is the podcast under the stairs Facebook group page. The Teaputs collective page is facebook.com forward slash Teaputscast. You can interact with herself and the Baz and the twin prongs of social media Sexness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at TeaputsCast. You can check us out on Flick Chat. It's available free for you on Android and iOS or join Cody's Cast, and join us over there for message board posts for all the sub-shows and everything we do in the Teapots Collective. The podcast on this stage will return to you tomorrow with a brand new episode recapping uh, what was a phenomenal festival the uh, Freight Fest 2020 Glasgow lineup, which we've all said, everyone that was there said, it's the best lineup they have put out in years, and you'll hear all about that with many reviews of movies tomorrow. Until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is, and what if you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off.